Hello, failed and fam. It's Erin here, and I'm hot. I'm taking off my sweater because today we have something that is sweat-producing for you. Like, I'm, I'm going to start over. That is just... <laughs> hmm. I don't know where I was going with that. Next. All right, let me start again. Hey there, my name is Erin Deal, and I'm a half-Southern, half-Midwestern mama, some call this voice a nasal twang, who took $5,000 to build and scale a -a one-of-a-kind experiential organization that improves the lives of corporate professionals through personal development, humanity, and humor. Along the way, I've built client relationships with some of the most notable companies in the country, all while attracting a rock star team of experts and hilarious facilitators. Sounds pretty awesome, right? Well, what I didn't tell you is that my resume also includes a long list of comedy shows I bombed, improv teams I didn't make, companies who told me no, and many a heartache when it came to becoming a mother. I want to show you the real deal of the grit, creativity, and determination it takes to overcome your disappointments, embrace the suck, and design the career you could only dream about. I believe we all have our own unique gifts that we bring to the world, and it is our mistakes that help to unwrap them. Welcome to Failed It. Hey, Failed It fam. I am going to read a review from one of our Failed It fam members before we get into today's episode. And this review comes from Clarity Now 23. Clarity Now 23 writes, yes, and yes, I failed. And I now know what didn't work for me and what I need to try next to reach my goal. Emphasis on try. Aaron's podcast is a reminder to us all that we have to try things outside of our comfort zones to grow and that we might fail. But we'll never reach our full potential if we don't try. And this podcast is packed with pioneers who have tried and failed, but who have also tried and succeeded. Erin does the work for us by seeking out a variety of failure resumes and success stories so we can find inspiration one episode at a time. A must listen. Oh, clarity now. Man, I like your your screen name, first of all, because I hope that's what this podcast gives you is some clarity. So Clarity Now, send us an email at info at learntoimproveit.com and we will send you a three-week Improve You e-learning course of your choice. You can choose from any one of 10 options on things like thinking quickly on your feet, how to overcome sales objections. We've got a whole list for you and want to say thank you for taking the time out of your day to leave us a review. Failed it, family. Here's your reminder. If you could leave us a review, we would appreciate you. It really does help us bring more people to this family, help us share the fails of the world. I sound like a broken record over and over, but if you could leave us a review, we would appreciate it. And we will read it every single week, one of your reviews, and then provide you with an e-learning course. And these are just amazing courses. They're three weeks in length. You get them every Monday, Wednesday, Friday via email. There's PDFs, worksheets, audio. You may hear a familiar voice. Uh, So please do think about leaving us a review. Just head over to iTunes, give us five stars, write a comment, it can do it from the comfort of your home in your bedroom slippers. Where's my slipper squad at? Anyway, 
Thanks so much, Clarity Now 23. Send us that email. Failed It Family, thanks for being here. Let's get to failing it. Hey, Failed It Fam. Today's episode is for you. So I asked you if you wanted an episode on how to handle anxiety. And I got an overwhelming response of yeses. And I'll be honest, okay? Sometimes I do a poll on good old Meds, that's social media, and I don't get a ton of responses, such as the life of a fail-fluencer. Am I right or am I right? So today's episode topic, anxiety, seems to be something that is on everybody's brain. Now, let me start by saying this. If you suffer from real panic attack provoking anxiety and you have been prescribed medication by a medical doctor, please take your medication. I do not have a medical degree, but I do have a stellar degree in media communications from Clemson University. Go Tigers. So I want you to take the following advice today and apply what you will. So today's episode is to give you some tangible tips that have worked for me. Now, again, this is not medical advice. So please take what you will, apply it, and take what works for you. The tips I'm going to give you today are based on my life, my anxiety story, and I have figured out what works for me through good old-fashioned Google, free podcast, YouTube, and years of suffering from something that I actually never labeled until about 11 years ago. So let's start right there. The fact that I've had anxiety for a really long time and was never was never able to label that feeling of, oh my God, I'm literally going to poop myself, that cloudy head, that over-caffeinated, over-stimulated, crazy fog brain, until one day, my mother-in-law, who is a psychologist, looked to me and said, you have anxiety. Now, Let me tell you, this was before John and I were married. This is when we were first dating. So it's over 13 years ago. And I didn't know her as well as I know her now. And when she said, you have anxiety, I looked around like, who? Me? Like like there was somebody else around me, but it was just her and I on a walk outside in Florida. So she was clearly talking to me. I wanted to reject that notion. And I thought, first of all, is it that obvious, right? Is she inside my head? Can everyone around me see the nervous thoughts? Is this what I'm thinking on the inside being portrayed on the outside? I don't have anxiety. I have my ish together which at the time I was traveling to every major state fair in the country as the head of the national dog diving competition. That is not a joke. Go back to episode 15, my failure resume to get the full skinny on that one. So this was a different time in my life. And we were on a walk and we started to discuss what to do when this feeling of anxiety arises. Now, until that moment, I did not know that it was weird 
to have explosive diarrhea before auditions. I am sorry, failed it family, but we are there. Okay, we've been through this. This is episode 41. I'm going to say explosive diarrhea. Now, I didn't also know it was weird to spend nights thinking about what I should have said or how I made that person feel or literally worrying for weeks on end what someone I met recently thought of me was abnormal. I literally thought, didn't everybody have these issues? I was so used to this constant loop in my head. I didn't understand back then the concept of people pleaser or perfectionist or imposter syndrome or even the words social anxiety. And as I walked and talked with her, we decided that I should give these feelings a name. And that would help me identify when anxiety was happening to me. So failed at fam for whatever reason. I decided to name my anxiety Gus. Mm-hmm. Gus. Just going to say it one more time. Gus. Now, Gus and I are BFFs. I mean, we are the kind of BFFs who are super, super different, but we have an understanding and love of each other because we've just known each other really well for years. It's almost like you had a friend that you've known since childhood and you've grown in different directions, but you're still friends because you have that, you know, history. That's Gus and I, okay? So Gus and I decided to shake hands and I started to really realize when he wanted to show up in my life and what I could do about it. Now, one day I will never forget it. Gus showed up really hard, like a drunk uncle at a wedding who won't get off the dance floor kind of show up, okay? Now, I'm going to caveat this story. I'm going to tell you as anxiety may show up for you at work, it may show up at school, it may show up with your family or friends, and it has so many different ways of sneaking up on us. But this one time I will never forget was when I was in my late 20s living in Chicago John and I had recently gotten engaged and we were in the middle of planning our wedding. Now, there was a lot of hubbub about where the wedding would be since we lived in Chicago and we had, or I had, two living grandmothers who couldn't travel and they lived in the Southeast in South Carolina. So I was working in recruiting at the time and we lived in downtown Chicago and I hopped on a crowded bus to get downtown to the loop at my job. And if you've ever been on a Chicago bus in the middle of rush hour going to work, you know that you are probably standing in somebody's armpit. This is pre-COVID, okay? Standing so close to a person in the middle of winter, holding on for dear life to a pole above your head in the middle of somebody else's armpit, okay? Now, I'm on this bus and somehow I realized I forgot my engagement ring that day. Now, repeating this back, the fuck that this gave me so much anxiety sounds so silly. But for whatever reason, I tweaked out on this bus. It triggered me in some way. It was almost like, oh, no, I forgot my ring. You idiot. Which led me to be like, oh, are you not grateful? You have now this engagement ring, this husband. Where are you going to get married? Why aren't you planning your wedding in the Chicago? Why are you trying to please everybody and do it in the Southeast? And 
I started to get cold sweat on the back of my neck, okay? I was standing on this crowded bus, and then all of a sudden, this cold sweat happens, and I lose my vision. And I've had migraines before growing up where I've lost my vision, but this was something on a completely different playing field. So my entire body started to cold sweat, and I felt like I couldn't breathe, and I was about to hurl. And I was in the middle of the bus, so I pushed my way to the front, and I told the bus driver, please let me out. And the bus driver replies, this this isn't a stop. So I said, stop the bus. I yelled it, right? So this bus driver was very kind. He pulled to the side of the road. He let me out, which was not a bus stop, but just the side of the road. And I bent over in pain and just started crying. I felt sick. I had stabbing pains in my entire body. And I felt Gus all around me and knew I was having a full-blown panic attack, something I've never had in that way before. So this is, if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, girl, you forgot your wedding ring, big whooping deal. It wasn't the act of leaving my wedding ring. It was everything behind it and the stress and anxiety I felt because we were paying for most of our wedding. I was trying to please my family by having it closer to all of our family in the Southeast. I just didn't have anything figured out yet. I It, it just accumulated into this massive attack, okay? So it was then that I realized I was going to have to get a handle on this anxiety or my anxiety was going to handle me. And I realized, Gus, you are a part of my life, but you are not my life. So what transpired from that was nine years of trying to figure out how to kick this anxiety to the curb so that I was the one in control of my bus. I am the driver. Gus, you get kicked out. I'm driving, okay? So the following five tips I'm going to give you are tried and true methods that have helped me personally. This, or these, I should say, five tips are for the failed it fam who works from home, who doesn't take breaks, who gets in their head, which is a saying we say a lot on the improv stage, being in your head. And so you're thinking constantly about work, about life, about your relationships, And I've really taken these five tips and put them into practice to help me control what I can control. My attitude, my effort, right? So these five tips are my go-tos for all those things. And I hope one or a few of these or all five can serve you today. So my failed family, let's dig in, all right? You know I love to name things. So I'm gonna name my first tip. And I've said this before. If you are a member of the Failed It fam, you know it. Move it is tip number one. And that means exercise. Now that sounds easy to say, but do you do it daily? Ask yourself that question. I have created an entire episode on morning routines. Please go back to episode 10 to hear why. This morning routine has changed me mentally and physically. I'm going to shout out to one of our Failed It fam members, Kim Magnus, if you're listening today. 
She has taken this episode and applied it into her life over the past year and has noticed transformational results. Episode 10, Morning Routines. Moving your body for 30 minutes a day sends endorphins to your brain. I exercise not only for the health benefits, but for the mental benefits. It is mental clarity. It is me time. It is you time. It's time that you can expend energy on yourself so that you can give it to others. There is so much research out there about the health benefits of exercise. And I'm not going to give you scientific data, but I'm going to give you human data. Exercising gives mental clarity, period. Okay? That is, I am walking, living proof. Kim is walking, living proof. Our new Madam VP, Ms. Kamala Harris, said she works out every morning regardless of how much sleep she has gotten. Now, it is the best way to start the day, she says. She was actually on a run when she found out that she won. So if you don't believe me, believe Kamala. Exercise helps people with all different sorts of stress levels. So that's number one. Move it, all right? Hey, Failed It fam, are you looking for a challenge? Do you want more confidence, more bravery, more support, and more creativity in your life? Are you stuck in a rut and need a creative spark that will get you thinking outside of the box and help you see things with a new set of eyes? Well, never fear, my friends. The Improve It 5-Day Challenge is here. It's a five-day challenge sent to you five days in a row via email that gives you prompts to help you improve your confidence and be more brave. We also give you tips on how to better support your team as well as tricks to get the creative juices flowing. All of this is free. That's right, free 99. We want you to experience the fundamentals of improvisation at work, so we are shining some light and a little magic on you and your inbox. To sign up, head over to learntoimproveit.com and scroll to the very bottom of our webpage. You'll see a prompt that says, want to learn more about Improve It? From there, enter your email and you're all set and ready to rock this challenge. We cannot wait to improve your it whatever your it may be. Number two, be still. And what do I mean by this? Find something like meditation that helps you be still for 10 minutes a day. So every morning I exercise and then I meditate for 10 minutes. I write down my morning I am statements, which is something we did in our vision setting series on this podcast, and then three things I'm grateful for. I found meditation when I was going through my infertility journey, and I never looked back. And actually, Failed It Fam, we're going to do a couple of episodes specific to infertility coming up on this show. So know that you're going to hear more about that. But Oh my gosh, there are so many apps, 
so many free YouTube videos, or you can find a mentor you like online to help you meditate or be still. So I am a huge fan of Gabby Bernstein. I have gotten into all of her books, and I just subscribed to her Miracle Membership online where I get access to tons of free meditation. I shouldn't say free. I pay for this membership. I get access to a lot of her meditations, all right? Now, before Gabby, I used another paid app called Breathe, B-R-E-E-T-H. The purpose is to get still. So when we get still, we can actually receive messages from the universe, source, God, whoever it is that you call higher power. Now, I can tell mornings when I don't meditate. I feel off. I feel less control of my day because I'm allowing the day to control me. Meditation tells your gus or your anxiety to scram, and it calms the thoughts in your head. It truly has the ability to heal so many. So I want to encourage you, Failed It Fam, try it today or just spend that time working on you. All right. So if you're like, I'm not into meditation, first of all, you don't have to sit and put your hands in a namaste position. I lay down and I put my hands upright. So like if you're laying down, face your palms to the sky. If that's not your jam, do something that works on you. So I'm actually going to give you a free resource we have at Improve It. If you're like, I just want something where I'm still, I'm working on me. It's called the Improve It Daily 5 Challenge. It is free. So we have five days of challenging yourself to become more brave, supportive, creative, and confident. There's audio, so you hear this amazing nasal twang voice. There's a meditation on one of those days. If you are into that, if not, skip it. And you can get this for free on our website, learntoimproveit.com. Scroll to the bottom. And you'll just fill out, put in your email address, and it comes to you five days consistently, Monday through Friday, and it is a five-day challenge for you, free for you. So meditation or any form of self-help that allows you to be still and focus on you has the ability to calm your brain. It's like a computer. We can't function with a million different tabs open. We shut down. The computer literally shuts down if you have too many tabs open consistently, right? Meditation or taking things like the Daily Five Challenge allows you to stop and focus on one thing, you, my friends. So if you can train yourself and your brain to do this in the 10 minutes a day you give yourself, you can train your brain to go to this when your anxiety, aka your gus, wants to take over. Now, by the way, I encourage you to name your anxiety. It's fun. It's way more fun to say gus than anxiety. So name yours, all right? So that was tip two. We're going to tip three. This one is called monitor your Java. Failed it, fam. I want you to get real with yourself. If you're driving, look in the mirror. If you're laying down or on a walk, pull up your your iPhone and turn it on selfie view. I want you to ask yourself, how much caffeine do you consume on a daily basis? One cup, two cups, four. Is a venti your go-to? Do you constantly have an eye twitch? 
I will say this. I did not discover a love of coffee until I was in my 20s. And then I should have invested in Starbucks. I now know my limit, okay? Two cups in the morning before 11 a.m. And that is it. Anything else gives me that eye twitch and an explosive heartbeat. I also talk more than usual, which I'm sure is shocking to all of you. But when I can literally feel my heartbeat from caffeine, I know it's too much. Too much caffeine produces that feeling we get when we have anxiety. You know that feeling right before you're about to give a presentation, have a crucial conversation, or meet with somebody for the first time. That sort of butterfly feeling you get on a swing when you go too high. Caffeine gives us that same effect. In those moments, we don't think clearly, but we are fueled by the caffeine. So decide what amount of caffeine gives you enough of a jolt to be alert, but doesn't make you feel like you just did the drop at Splash Mountain at Disney World, okay? Then I want you to limit yourself to that amount. It will give you the headspace you need to combat your gus, and that is important. We can't think clearly when our heart is racing. All right. This fourth tip may be my fave because it's new to me and I'm digging it. It is called holy basil leaf. Mm Mm-hmm. Holy basil leaf. So I heard this from one of my online gurus. And again, I'm not a doctor, nutritionist, nor am I super into taking vitamins. Uh, However, I found a supplement that has helped me tremendously in the past few weeks. It is called Holy Basil Leaf. Say it again. And it has truly changed my anxiety levels internally. So I heard about this on another podcast about anxiety with one of my favorite online gurus, Rachel Hollis. I immediately went to Amazon and purchased And I used the GIA brand, and it's spelled G-A-I-A. We'll link to that in the show notes. And it's not the basil that you cut up and you put in a caprese salad, okay? This is in a capsule, in a pill, and it just works wonders. It is natural, all right? It is a supplement, a vitamin that you would find in the vitamin section at Whole Foods, okay? It is. I take it in the evening right before bed because it does make me a bit drowsy and I'm one of those people that medicine just affects me immediately. But oh my God, the effects have been crazy. It's an herb that is used to curb stress. So if you don't believe me, Google holy basil leaf and anxiety and see what comes up. I truly feel a difference in my day to day with just taking one a night. Now, the recommended dose is two a day. I just do one. I don't know a single person who works for this company or anybody that sells holy basil leaf, okay? So this is not an ad. It is not a soft sell. I am just telling you that by taking one of these in the evening, which for me is when my anxiety runs wild, I'm more calm, I sleep better, and I awaken with a fresher mind. So for me, again, I said, I I told you this, but I feel that anxiety most in the evening when I'm thinking about the next day. I'm thinking about a project that needs to be complete that isn't complete yet or a workshop we're doing or a conversation I'm going to have that hasn't happened yet. 
And I take one of these capsules with some extra sleepy time herbal tea. And it's smooth sailing, y'all. Okay. I did read on the label to consult your doctor if you're pregnant or breastfeeding. So my friends create in life, talk to you, Dacta. But truly, it's a vitamin and or supplement. And it has really given me a newer, calmer way of life. I've been taking them since the middle of January, which truly and honestly, I was having some crippling anxiety with people pleasing and us moving and a new year. So this has really made a difference. So holy crap, get you some holy basil leaf, failed it, fam. We'll link to it in the show notes. So my fifth and final tip is shut up your gus. Sounds mean but it's actually the opposite. This is a strategy I've implemented and I have created on my own. And to be honest, my anxiety, like I said, was through the roof in the middle of January. So much so that it was literally keeping me up at night. And one night I woke up and this strategy popped in my brain and I've been using it ever since. So for the first step, you do have to name your anxiety. So Gus is my guy, all right, at whatever your anxiety is to you. And as you know, I've got Gus there all the time trying to bring me down on the reg. So when he gets really loud, I call it shut up, Gus. And here's how it works. So when your head is swarming with what you could have said, you shouldn't have said, or what is going to happen on that work project, or why isn't that friend calling me back? Is she mad at me? We need to realize a few things. Number one. People don't really care about us. They are consumed with their own brain, their own gust, their own self-doubt. So that's the first thing, okay? The second thing, and this is the most important, is a surefire way to combat Gus, kick him in the pants, tell him to shut up and sit down because you are the driver of this bus and you are moving. So here's an example of how it works, all right? I, a few weeks ago, I was worried about something I wish I didn't say to a family member. I was fretting endlessly about it. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this person hates me now. My life is over. Why did I do that? Should I book a therapy session? Yada, yada. All right. So I went to bed thinking about this thing and I woke up thinking about this thing for weeks. So one night I literally woke up in the middle of the night and something said to me, quick, name five things that you are thankful for right here, right now, in this moment. And I quickly listed five things. My husband, John, my son, my dog, my bed, the roof over my head, my health. All right, that's six because I'm a three on the Enneagram and an overachiever, but you know what? It worked. That mindset shift Help me flipped my script. So instead of worrying, I went to witnessing how grateful I am to have these things. Those things were right there in front of me in that moment too. So literally my dog was there because big deal, eight pound toy poodle sleeps on my head. So I thought, okay, that feels better. I'm in a better mindset. And I went back to sleep. So when I woke up and that feeling of anxiety, Gus creeped up again. I did the same thing. I named five things in my brain super quick I was grateful for. I was basically telling Gus 
to get out of my head and stop messing with my hashtag mood. Anxiety is negative energy. Negative energy gets in the way of our goals, our ambitions, and our relationships. So when you can get your Gus to shut up and kick them in the pants with positive thoughts, it has no choice but to go away or to move to the side or feel like it just got a swift kick to the private because you have been louder with your positive thoughts. So if you're about to do something scary, like talk about a work deadline you missed or have a candid conversation or provide feedback as a leader or have an important talk with a loved one, I want you to try this method of shutting up your gusts or your anxiety first. I promise you an instant mood switch then Gus will have to get off the bus at the next stop because you are driving it down the highway of positive vibes. You know what I'm saying? So just a quick recap, failed it fam. Number one, move that body for 30 minutes a day and be grateful you can do that because not everybody has this luxury. Number two, I want you to be still and meditate. Do this for your body and for your mind. You can find online mentors like Gabby Bernstein, apps like Breathe or Headspace, or you can even Google free meditations. You have so many resources. If you have internet, you have resources for this. So number three, I want you to monitor your cups of Java figure out the limit before your eye twitches, and then do two times less that, okay? And then number four, get that holy basil leaf on. I am not kidding. And then number five, I want you to shut up your guests and tell him to scram because you are driving this bus. (sighs) Failed it, fam. Anxiety sucks, period, end of sentence. And it's sometimes an invisible disease because no one can see the thoughts in our mind, but we can. And we have the ability to control what we put in so that what we put out is our truest potential. In order to reach that, we've got to get our anxiety in check. I believe in you and I know you can And you are doing great things. So let's go failed it, fam. And as always, fail, yeah. Hey, friends, thanks for tuning in to Failed It. I'm so happy you're along for the ride. And if you enjoyed today's show, head on over to iTunes to rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every Wednesday. I'll see you next week, but want to leave you with this thought. What will you fail at today? And how will that help your future successful self? Think about it. I'm proud of you and you are totally failing it. See you next time.